What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Here we are again, Jerry. Woo! <laughs> um, welcome back to the Ace for Alcoholic podcast. Um, yeah. We're going to have another uh, conversation coming out with this guy that I spoke to. Uh, his name is Dimitri Fuchs. He was the one who did all the burpees for everybody last year. I don't know if you were following. Oh this yeah, guy. yo, he did burpees for me because yeah. you like linked them on my thing, and I was like, "Damn, that dude's doing fifty burpees. That's fucking cool. Thank you for the burpees." Yeah, so I'm gonna. I, I have. I had a conversation with him the other day that I'll be putting out probably next week. And that he dude's does, in shape, dude. He's in yeah. shape. You try to do fifty burpees. I try to do ten, and I'm I, rocked. I well, yeah. No, thank you. Um, what, so what he, we talked about, which was really cool was, um, one of the aspects I think of recovery that gets, gets pushed to the, to the back burner is your physical recovery, you know, because so much of, for me, you know, alcoholic, you know, recovery from alcoholism is, you know, they talk about it being a spiritual malady and it's mental and it's emotional and it's trying to get your life together. And so, you know, whatever it takes to not drink. And oftentimes that takes fucking donuts and hard candy and, um, coca-cola and you know right so he does physical therapy um but he also does it in recovery centers is his big thing so he goes to recovery centers and talks to people about you know getting their bodies back into shape and there was another Mm -hmm. thing he's down in la and this thing called the phoenix where basically if you sign a waiver saying that you have 48 hours of um uninterrupted sobriety you can use the gyms there for free depending on where the phoenix is this this um i don't know what exactly it is but i'll, I'll link it all in there in the description yeah but it was pretty cool so it was really cool to talk to him and he was the one who i think last week we were talking about the booyah tribe and he's yeah. like hey i heard that man and he he has a whole he knew exactly what the booyah tribe where he looked it up on yeah. wikipedia what it stood for and what it does it stand for? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> you have man. to listen to oh, the episode. You have to listen, yeah. Or just use Wikipedia, I guess. <laughs> or just use Wikipedia. But yeah. he was stoked. He's like, man, 90s hip-hop saved my life. Yeah, <laughs> so. dude. Yeah, yeah. I never liked a, a West Coast gangster rap, though. I think I've said that before. I always mm-hmm. liked like Onyx or Mob Deep or like Notorious B.I.G. I, I, don't, I didn't like the West Coast sound. I still kind of don't. Yeah, I do a I, little bit. I was listening to some Naughty by Nature today. What is that? Aren't they from like Ohio? I thought they were from New York. I don't know. but They might be. I don't know. Somebody um, out there is like, yo, they're from Poughkeepsie. The, the, the beats are really good to run to. So you kind of. Yeah, the... there you go. Yeah, because you're a running man now. Dude. Running. I did. Uh, did I tell you I did 10 miles today? 
I saw it on your Instagram. That's how you and I keep in touch now in 2019. Congratulations. That's a lot. I Jesus. sprinted. I sprinted. Not to one-up you. I'm just re- trying to relate. I'm trying to relate because yeah. 10 miles is – I walked four. I walked and ran four on Sunday. And then I – or yeah, it was Sunday. And then I – that was yesterday. And then mm-hmm. I sprinted for the first time in about 20 years. And I sprinted a good like 25, 50 yards like at a dead run. Like at one point I was running so fast I was scared I was going to fall down. Like my momentum was like really mm-hmm. screwing. Yeah, you ever just sprint or do yeah. you just run? There's a couple of spots where I really like to sprint where I get this like it's like a little bit of a downslope that kind of then dips mm-hmm. back up. So I get the speed and then I try to go as far as I can on the up slope. Do you ever get scared? Like, oh shit, yes, I'm gonna I fall on my fucking face. I'm yeah, 42 and you know I still yeah. have some extra weight I'm I'm holding on to. I just go. I'm just afraid I'm gonna like lean over and smash my face. Well, I liked yeah. it. I'm gonna do it again. I was listening to this song by Beck, his new song. It's called Saw Lightning. Have you mm-hmm. heard that song? No. Put it on your mix. It's a fucking great song to run to. Okay. It'll it'll make you want to run, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. So okay. this is uh, A is for running talk. <laughs> A is for running talk. So I want to re- really quick go through our sponsors. Um, the green camel press, uh, is an, they're a design firm. We are, I am part of that, but they are design firm with an analog aesthetic in a digital age, an old school aesthetic in a digital age. So go to greencamelpress.com, get yourself comfy delightful t-shirt it looks got it on right now yeah it looked like a (laughs) it looked like an orderly in a hospital it's beautiful candy apple green yeah um but yeah so we do uh greeting cards uh we do digital doodles we do labels all kinds of cool stuff so go check out greencamelpress.com also uh our other two podcasts in the network um the first one is gluten is not your problem with me and my friend walter and we talk about Walter's strange life in the restaurant biz and his yeah. uh, odd childhood. Uh, this week we talk about you know restaurant service. We talk about pineapple on pizza. Yeah. I made him. I made him try a goldenberry. Um, I don't. I don't on know what air. that is. I didn't know either. I just picked him up at the store. I was like, he's like, this uh-huh. is not a real thing. And he was. He was not. He was not excited about the goldenberry. You gotta have him try those cotton candy grapes. I want to find, find those, those too. Yeah, they're good. Um, and then we talk about the new Elton John movie. Oh, I gotta start <laughs> listening to these, man. <laughs> I mean, you don't gotta. I mean, I. You well, know, I'm also like appreciate. known him for like over 20 years, so I'm like I've heard most of this. Some of it I haven't heard though. <laughs> right? Some of it is like I'm very curious. <clears throat> and then, lastly, the other podcast, uh, Rashida and John, which is myself and my girlfriend. And uh, this week we talked about um, our food choices, past and present, uh-huh. how we used to eat, oh. including you know M and M's and Krispy Kremes, and how we eat now, which is none of those things. Yeah. But so that one, that one's called "He's He's Fed, She's Fed." Get it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I like that both of your podcasts. It's all about taking stuff into your body there's one about being an alcoholic one about your friend who's a cook and then the other one's about donuts and yeah it's true so so go check all that stuff out um please and uh and yeah and thank you guys everybody on our patreon page uh we're going to be putting out another uh movie review as well we're Um, supposed to do that today 
that's okay. Jerry had a uh, he was he was busy. Jerry's a busy man. He was putting I'm a together busy a man. It's a sweet, a pool. sweet, uh, ten foot by two foot deep, uh, in a tex inflatable ring pool in the backyard. And there that was had some... a, there was a hole in it. Yeah. You gonna sell me a pool with a hole in it? Now I had to I had to send Megan to take it back. Well, she offered it up. I think she was like, dang, I gotta get out of this house. Jerry's grouchy. I'm just gonna leave all of here. <laughs> She's like running out the door like, good luck. Have fun. Bye. Mm-hmm. How was your father's day? It was pretty good. I had a, went over to a really, really close friend of mine's house and her husband did a, a crab boil. Nice. Yeah. So there was like, uh, you know, king crab legs in there, shrimp, mussels, clams. It was good. All the seafood. Seafood tears my gut up, I guess, but that's all right. Tears my gut up is a nice way of saying it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Right on. Yeah. I went swimming. Oh, they have a pool. You'll have yeah, a pool tomorrow. They have an above ground pool. Theirs is like a deep above ground pool. Mine's like a little waiting pool for Olive and the dog. They're just, just gonna to make kinda s- hang out when it's hot and Yeah. Make soup in there. Yeah, it'll be Oof. nice. Dog soup. Yeah. Do you put like he'll a little jump right chlorine in. droplets or anything in You're, there. I'm supposed no? to pour a pour a half a cup of bleach in it once a day. Jesus. Yeah. Is and then just mix it with a canoe oar or something, I guess. Like a <laughs> like a have cauldron. A canoe or? I abs- actually I do, but no canoe. Isn't that weird? I have a kayak or I have a couple of them. I might have thrown them away. They're probably in that garage. I have a lot of strange things. Oh, right. Well, yeah. you know, you live in Oregon. You might need a canoe or. You never know, man. The, yeah, just home defense. Who knows? <laughs> um, So, Jerry, it's X. And X is always a hard letter to uh, come right. up with something. It's not the most um, compatible letter. So you suggested, well, I sent you this article and there was an article in the New York Times, Times, the New York Times called The New Sobriety. Right. And it was a um, an article that was how how do I best describe it? Talking about the new trend of sobriety Mm -hmm. Um, that there's lots of like talking about mocktails and people who are um one of the lines was something to the effect of it was like everyone's sober now even if dot 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 they drink a little and yeah dude that was how it that's how it began and so jerry read the article or most of it and i said hey what do you think about this and this is before we picked anything and he said no the quote your quote was um exactly what is so trendy about fucking up my family's life and I thought that that's a good name for the episode, um, and we might talk about this article. So a couple other things in the article. Uh, they talk about, uh, quote-unquote, mindful drinking and being sober curious. Um, and I don't well, know. Yeah. Do you want to give I, me your thoughts? Well, I got it. I got it now because I signed in for a free account okay. with my Google account, so now I got it. But what were you going to ask me? I just wanted to let you know that I, now I am in line with you in this, Got it. this article okay. about these people. So, I mean, you should definitely go check out the article and see you know, see what you think. But um, there was yeah. a lot of these things where they were talking about people who were starting a – I was a brand ambassador for something or they were, they were a branding consultant and how they were tired of going to – having to go get drinks after work. And so there's different things like $15 artisanal mocktails, mocktails, alcohol free nights at bars and, and things like this. Um, and 
it didn't really jibe with you. Uh, there was this thing, you know what? It it just I I, I wrote you all this stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like already irritable because I was at work and I like re- and I was like these motherfuckers right here really. But I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, like I don't gatekeep sobriety. You know, I'm not the gatekeeper of recovery or sobriety or even someone's definition of sobriety. I don't right. gatekeep that. I have my own version of it that I use and I do. But I I feel like sober curious like that it like really raised my hackles man it like bothered me like reading through it it pissed me off because i was like there i guess what i felt like was they were finding a marketable way to exploit this thing that's very personal to me i guess Mm -hmm. but how could it be i mean because i'm i guess i'm injecting my own experience into it you know because there's people out there who are like hey I may have a problem, you know, but I still want to go out and have a good time. And I guess the semblance of pretending to drink will make me have a good time, right? Because I'm not mm-hmm. one to dog anybody for drinking NA beer. Like, I don't care about that. I don't drink NA beer because to me it's like swimming with a raincoat on. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. drinking beer for the taste. Beer tastes awful. You know, beer, I used to even say when I drank, I was like, beer's not drinking. That's not really drinking. There's like, what, hardly any alcohol? It's like the suggestion of alcohol in a in a bud light and heineken just put one out that's 0.0 it's got no no alcohol whatsoever right so to me Um, beer was like you needed there's a lot of work (laughs) you know and i you you mentioned this to me too where you said it sounds like a like a and i don't want to misquote you here but it sounds like a bunch of normies who were trying to sort of appropriate this idea of sobriety um without any of the yeah it reads like without, uh reads like normie selling an affectation to young hip people who who aren't alcoholics right right but then again that's also me like gatekeeping what what is the definition of alcoholism i mean i believe there is uh alcoholics and non-alcoholics i believe there are people who aren't alcoholics who drink alcoholically do you know what i mean I mean, you could be, you could not have, do you, do you dig what I'm saying? Like you could binge drink really hard and then just be without it. It's just like people I knew, like you were similar to one of those types of people who smoked, right? Yeah. Like you could smoke, you could smoke all weekend and then not smoke for five months. Do you know what I mean? It's like. I did that some, I mean, near the end it was not as easy, but yes, there was, there was a period where I would, I would just pick it up and, and put it down. Yes. And so for me, I felt like that whole sober curious mindset and even the sober curious where the people are talking about throwing these sobriety parties for people. But then the woman's like, well, I have a glass of wine every once in a while at dinner. It just it to me, it feels like like that control drinking that try and drink in moderation. Right. So It, it feels a little disingenuous disingenuous thank you that's the right word because what i'm trying to do is explain this carefully without talking shit do you know what i mean because i do i understand the, the jerry in me wants to talk shit like hella bad but i also know that that also is not beneficial to me as a person because then i'm just building resentments and being like what the fuck you know and i also really really turns me off when other people gate gatekeep things when they tell you oh well you can't be this because you haven't done this this or this like that's one of my biggest um, resentments, I think, mm-hmm. with other people is when they tell me that I'm not 
whatever. Like I'm a Star Wars fan because I don't know Boba Fett's cousin or some shit. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I liked him when I was a kid, so that makes me a fan. But I guess, so I, I would hate to be the dude telling you, hey, you're not an alcoholic because you didn't fucking cry in a field, you know, <laughs> at three in the morning or whatever it was I went through personally. You, know? you didn't, don't, you don't want to be saying, um, you don't deserve this right. because it's just a gimmick to you and it's a trend. And I think, right. I feel, yeah. I I feel I I understand especially like the marketing aspect of it seems a little like mm, right here's somebody who calls themselves a branding consultant who's working to do and, and I got no problem man if you want to get into some kundalini disco or whatever they were talking that's about I'm like, just reading that right now yeah <laughs> like that's cool like that's that's fine I I don't think that I would want to go to some kundalini disco but I might I don't know um but the idea that you say, well, I'm mostly sober and I'm promoting this sort of healthy lifestyle. And I, I think it's very hard to, for me, to take that seriously. And especially whenever anybody is trying to sell something to me, I'm always skeptical. Right? Right. I, yes. Nobody I sold I, me on sobriety. I had to no, go seek it out and get it, it for wasn't myself. The thing. You weren't like, yo, I got to get sober next week so I can go do some Kundalini disco and fucking go do the roulette of meat or whatever it is they're doing. Or, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got to go to the deep eye gazing ceremony. So I got to get, I'm just, I got to, I got to quit drinking. I don't even have to quit drinking. I just have to drink one glass of wine a week and I'm good. Mm-hmm. That sounds like mad desperate. I don't know. It just sounds like hell. Uh, even the sober curious thing like i know they have a podcast or whatever and i'm just curious about what the definition of that is because when i was at the near the end of my active alcoholism my active drinking um i was literally sober curious i was like huh like i wonder what they're doing with that do you know what i mean wonder how that works and i'm looking at it and i'm floating around the idea of it I mean, that's what I think of when I think of the word sober curious. I don't think of like, oh, we party without drinking every once in a while. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. kudos, dude. You do what lots of people do. You party without drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. But your your definition also includes and in that the frustration that you see in, you know, trying to throw a sober party for young cool whatever is that you were trying to fix your life and trying to fix your family and this was Word. this was really serious and and potentially if not you know immediately devastating stuff right and when you called me and I was still drinking oh we were both still drinking when you I remember this conversation and you saying my wife's going to leave me if I don't quit drinking what should I do and I was like right I don't know. You can try it. And I think my advice was you can try it. You can always go back. It's not like you can't, you know, keep doing it. Right. And that was the, I I remember that conversation. I think that was shortly thereafter. Not that I was necessarily the impetus that you had gotten. I don't even remember calling you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't recall that at all. I mean, Mm. maybe if I dig, I probably do. It's probably back there in a hard drive somewhere, but (laughs) this hard drives had some salt water poured in it, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yes i do i do yeah absolutely. you know yeah my mine as well so yeah and i wonder if and I, again i'm not trying to psychoanalyze you here or anything like that no. i'm really not but no. i wonder if there's a little bit of that like if you had been 
21 or 22 and there had been some option to go to something that was sober ish. But again, you were, I mean, I, and I'm with, I'm, I think that I'm in the same boat as you is that I'm an alcoholic and I wanted to drink as heavy as I could. Right. I didn't, I wasn't right. looking to find some other fun new way. I had found the, the way that was the best for thing in the world to me. Well, I mean, you got this guy. There's this one guy out of Austin, Texas, they say in the article. His name is Chris Marshall, and he's a substance abuse counselor. And apparently he's a 12 – he does 12 steps. He does – he's a 12-stepper, and he does this event called the Sands Bar, and they do like sober, you mm-hmm. know, glow-in-the-dark disco karaoke and 90s rock sing-alongs. And to me that sounds like basically like the sober dances I would go to. Do you know what I mean? Or the sober mm-hmm. events that the younger people would do – and I, listen, man, if, if this is a gateway to someone improving their life, I support it 100%. You know, like that's that at the end of the day, I may get my hackles raised up as a grouchy 44 year old man who wants to think <laughs> of my alcoholism as the bad thing that I shall never return to again. Do you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. this is the thing that absolutely ruined my life. You know, when I, honestly, I should be looking at it like this is the thing that absolutely changed my life and improved my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can, I, I literally can think about it like this fucked everything up because it did. But also, that thing, like, not doing that thing anymore made everything, like, way better. So I'm grateful to it. Other than that, now I'm throwing down the G word. But if going to one of these glow in the dark disco events and you're like some 22 year old kid who does drink too much and is at the beginning, or even if you've been drinking since you were 11, and you're just fucking everything up and you're like, oh shit, this gives you a change of perspective. And you're like, wow, dude, you can do this shit sober. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if that's the, I like the impetus, you know, if that's the impetus, if that's what causes that catalyst in your life, I say, fuck yeah, 100% I support it. Absolutely. Even if you're like, oh, I only drink one glass of wine a week and that glass of wine is two bottles big. Do you know what I mean? Or four <laughs> bottles or whatever. Yes, I do. And you go to this party and then you're like, well, these people are feeling good and they don't need to get all fucked up. Like we don't have to get, then that's great. Like I support it. I just have to shake my fist at it and grouch about it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Abe, like Abe Simpson, you know, like (laughs) I, I just can't imagine being in a situation for me, like that idea of either or either, well, I'm only going to have one glass of wine a month or, well, I just kind of have to quit drinking because I can't really, I'm, you know, I got to have some energy in the morning. I, you know, it's not just like right. a, oh, well, I'm just kind of low energy when I've been drinking the night before. Or, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's, for me, it was all or nothing. And I never, I never got the opportunity to be curious about it. I was thinking about this earlier today, too. In all the time that I was drinking, um, in the worst possible moments, in the most painful moments, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever, it never occurred to me that there was an option. Like, I always thought, I was thinking about that. Like, I didn't think, again, I remember being, like, drinking Everclear and Wormwood, this, like, homemade fucking absinthe, right? I had some of that. It was bad. Oh, shit, I drank it all night long with those guys. Yeah. Because, you know, I was tough. In the darkest moments, like the next day, like being on the floor in the living room, barely, I couldn't hold down water or crackers. Like yeah. I would puke it right God up. Damn. Yeah. With nothing to watch on TV, nothing to like numb the pain. I think we were all out right. of everything. Like I had nothing. I couldn't, I couldn't move. 
and it was like one of the most painful days that I can remember of my life. Mm -hmm. It never occurred to me that I would stop drinking because that was the thing that was poisoning me. Right. You know, so did the absence make you a better writer? (laughs) No, it did not. (laughs) Did you see the green fairy and have mystical visions? No, there was. I don't think I got any writing done. Absinthe is straight up bullshit. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, that that I will say. But go all ahead. I had was a VHS copy of Bring It On that I tried to watch, and it made it even worse. Oh, it wasn't the uh, what was that one you used to make us double dare? The double dare, yeah, yeah, the double dare party. Yeah, you made no. me watch those. Yeah, mm. oh, those weird thrift store finds. But yeah, so I I understand where you're coming from as far as this trendy thing and it being right. cool and hip and trendy and and it feeling. It's not feeling real. Right. Um, and I, 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 I'm with you because I, I'm the same age. Yes. And if I, I just, I, yeah. I'm trying to think that if I was mm-hmm. 21 or 22 or like 16 or even 27 or 32, if I was a different person, would I be even interested? And I, I really, my belief is that this thing called alcoholism lives inside of me. And right. I am I am not able to make those choices on my own. Right. And so when I see this, I think that I'm grateful that there's more different things going on than um than just drinking in bars. Right. But I I I think that if it were given to me as it would seem like false hope to me. Yeah. That that there was something I could do otherwise, or it wouldn't be seen as cool, or it would be kind of goofy and stupid, or I don't want to just drink fruit juice. I want to get fucked up. But it would right. seem it would seem like false hope to me. Right. Um and I, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to I wouldn't I wouldn't want to spread that, but I also I can't speak for anybody else except right. Exactly. That's why it's hard for me to say, you know, also the fruit juice has nootropics in it. So, you know, yeah, I saw that too. Nootropics. It's got a lot of ginseng, a lot of St. John's wort. Is that, are those, no, is nootropics the thing that, um, no, I'm just Joe Rogan's always selling them. Right. Yeah. I was trying to be funny. You know, it occurs to me though, that when you said it's your age, you know, you had, um, referred to how old you are it makes a lot of sense to me though in thinking of it in hindsight and like my perspective can change on it you know and i can look at it differently as in regards to the way we approach recovery as two men our age and compared to the way a like generation y or z would i guess z's too young but the y kids like the kids in their 20s right now the way they would approach recovery because everything changes right i mean even the way you and i approach 12 step i would say is not conventionally the same as like my dad approached the 12 step program you know what i mean i know for sure the way i approach it is very different than the way my father approaches it and i also see a lot of since we have these resources with the internet and everything now that your last bastion necessarily isn't going into the rooms you know what i mean going into the church basement with the styrofoam cup and saying you're powerless which i have no problem with because i'm powerless over lots of things so (laughs) do you know what i'm saying i don't want to go down that digression but that was always something that stuck in my craw too is when people are like well i'm not powerless and i'm like yeah you are dude you just don't realize it like cancer powerless cancer those cells decide to change You, you can't do anything 
Yeah. But anyway, regardless of that. So maybe the, their form of recovery, I would know, I would imagine their form of recovery is different. You know, at mm-hmm. being addicted to a substance and trying to find a way to deal with de- being addicted to this substance emotionally and physically, you know, or even just flirting with it or, uh, you know, getting sober, flirting with recovery, you know, mm-hmm. that there is an alternative to what you're doing and it's Kundalini disco. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's, <laughs> don't know it either. sounds interesting. <laughs> I think that's the name of the new uh, Arcade Fire album. I don't know. Kundalini Disco, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just know that the 12-step, the secret society, if you will, works right. for me, and it works for the, me. The right-hand path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. And even when, when I went to the refuge recovery meeting, and they, they were very explicit to say, this is only an adjunct to what you already do. This is not to right. replace your program. Right. We are not yeah. here. Um. And so I, I, I just know because it works because I, because I'm, I'm happy and I wasn't always happy. I'm right. happy today, you know, and because, yes. because structure works for me. And when I take a real honest, you know, real honest self-reflection inner, you know, when I go inside myself, yeah, not in like a gross way, but you know. <laughs> it's, it's it's always gross it's gr- <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah i know that i need that structure and i i absolutely I require, yeah I, mm-hmm. that's what i was long that's what i was lacking and longing for Word. so yeah i don't think for me it's just a lack of options of things to do because there was always things that i could have done otherwise there's plenty right. of things that i have found today i went to a magic show about gratitude jerry yeah, this I know. When you said it's about Francisco. gratitude, too, I'm like, were you at a recovery magic show? He was just like making, here's two airplane bottles of whiskey, and then I make them disappear, you know? Make my resentments disappear, please. Yeah, make my just character like these, defects. Just like these tiny bottles of, mm-hmm. you know, Smirnoff. Boom, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I, I'm, I'm skeptical, but that's just me, you know? Yeah. Like, I am one person. It's skeptical for me. Uh, yeah, it's I same think, here. I think we're in agreement with that. We're both like, I don't know, because you I, know. I don't. I am. I, I, I'm also hesitant to make any to pass any judgment on anybody. Like that Sands Bar thing, that seems pretty cool. Like that guy right. seems like, like oh, okay, I want a social setting for people who don't drink, right? And I don't see one, so I'm going to make it, right? You know, I'm going to create it. As opposed to, well, we're we're going to use the word sober curious. I don't know if I want to keep, I've got to listen to this person's podcast before I keep hammering that point. But do you know what I mean? That where they yeah. just use the in moderation. Well, then if you're in moderation, you're not sober. You're just drinking in moderation. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In regards to the alcohol, you know, Yeah. in my yeah. definition to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're drinking in moderation, you know, and if you can drink in moderation, well then just don't drink. <laughs> if, if you have you know a problem what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah if you don't have a problem though and you're like oh i need to lose 10 pounds or all oh, these parties are about drinking and you can drink in moderation then don't fucking drink it's that easy you're you don't mm-hmm. you don't have to drink you're just drinking do you know what i'm saying like for me if someone looked at me and said don't fucking drink i'd be like you're fucking crazy what do you mean don't drink that's what i do do you know what i mean but if i'm looking at like some moderate non-alcoholic drinker and i'm like tell you what just don't drink this week they'd be like okay cool i won't do you know what i mean like, they'd be fine with it yeah yeah whatever yeah so 
That's the way I look at it. And I hate being like, you're not allowed to reap the benefits of recovery. I mean, you absolutely are. Yeah. Even if you're a normal-ass drinker, don't drink. I bet your life gets way better. That's the thing that I've found. And when I talk to people and, and you know, when I was watching that movie today, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't worry, he won't get far on foot uh, about the cartoonist John Callahan. Um, there was a montage where he's kind of thinking back and they just show all the clips of him you know drinking and drinking and drinking and what what was what was hammered home or what was what was presented there to me was that this was the the same thing was happening it was always the alcohol was invi- involved in every single bad decision yeah and that was something that i really related to um and you know we'll talk more about the uh the movie during our review but i feel like that was something that i I finally woke up to was that the alcohol was always the thing that was there when something bad happened. It was me and the alcohol. And so once I removed the alcohol from that, from the scenario, from my life, every scenario that I would be in that would, that would have the potential to be bad Mm -hmm. ended up being great because I just made the other choice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I don't know. I would love to talk to somebody who was 22 and and sober curious and not um right. Because I think that I I imagine and again it's hard for me to talk about somebody else's experience. I can't. Uh but I imagine if there was some kind of there that idea that there's a lack of options. Right. And like like mindful drinking. Like what the fuck does mindful drinking mean? I don't know. Does that just mean a glass of like white wine with fish and that's it? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Like I, and I feel old. Like I feel like <laughs> I don't understand it. Like because I don't. I don't. Being intentional with your drinking, you know. I, just, I guess. I, yeah. I, they. It sound. It sounds to me uh, like a conflict of of interest because right. in my recovery, the intentionality. Drinking is the antithesis of intentionality. When drinking start right. was is 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 put into my life, uh, it's just everything is unintentional. Everything is a reaction, and everything has a consequence. Um, yeah. Instead of it being planned out, organized, you know. So, I couldn't imagine drinking with intent, except that the only intent for me would be to drink as much as I can and try and not feel anything until right. I was dead or passed out. I honestly think they're just buzzwords. They're like, and that's what I think what bugged me too, is I felt like it was just created as a marketing campaign that mm-hmm. these people, there's no disingenuous is such a great word for it. It keeps rolling through my head. I feel like almost like a mark, a bunch of marketers got together and they're like, we should be selling this recovery shit because people are getting sober because they're realizing it's fucking up their lives and it's an untapped market. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. Well, here's a rubber bracelet that says sober curious or mindful drinking on it. You know, bam, there you go. You know, like I don't mind the pages on Instagram that sell funny t-shirts and shit. Like I love that there are recovery memes on Instagram. (laughs) I think they're great, man. That's like a great, I relate to a lot of them, you know, (coughs) pardon. But, um, I don't know, man, just getting into it for the sake of like just selling nootropic blended fucking do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i I don't know man i don't know it just seems like 
they got a fucking whore out everything in this culture. <laughs> it does. Do they? Feel I mean, I mean, we live in it, and there's whatever <clears throat> capitalism is what it is. But really, we gotta fucking we gotta sell everything. Like we don't have to sell everything. Can I just? Ex- I don't need a bottle. This shit, you know, yeah. like this would be a bad time to bring up the A's for alcoholic coffee mugs, wouldn't it? God damn, John. You're part of the problem, man. Yeah. I'm the, I, I'm the people's poet over here. I'm the proletariat, man. You're the you're the machine, dude. I feel like I just I I found recovery because I wanted it and mm. everyone who helped me never asked me for anything. And that was the yes. biggest that was the most important part of it for me was uh-huh. that I could sit with people and um they didn't ask anything of me. And mm-hmm. they were happy to give whatever they had. And the only time I felt bad about my recovery or felt bad about doing something or wasn't doing something right was when I was expecting something from someone. And yeah. then I was disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I didn't expect something and when I went into it with a full, you know, with an open heart and an open mind, as my, uh, as my sponsor would always say, um, mm-hmm. everything felt good about it. And yeah. so when I when I read this article and I hear buzzwords and like you said and it's just it it feels it feels a little shitty like I've got to I got to punch into something I got to you know tap into something I have to be a part of a movement or a culture or or whatever and because you know I can't be a part of that every single day. I mean mm-hmm. my recovery is my recovery and I wholeheartedly embrace that but i still got to go to work and live my life and do the things that i got to do and i i'm i don't know i don't want to say that i'm not proud because i'm proud i'm absolutely proud 100 percent yeah it's kind of yeah, it's too. kind of a it's kind of a murky thing to just it, i don't know how to i don't know how to you know what it's a big fucking deal you know, it's a really big deal to get sober. For people like us to get sober, it's a big fucking deal. And that's why whenever I see anybody online or anybody I know and they're like, dude, I've been sober a week, I'm like, good, that's a big fucking deal. Like, yeah. you're going to, you are throwing your car in reverse. Like, if your body is a car, <laughs> like, you are literally throwing that shit in reverse because your body wants to keep making you go forward towards booze towards things that make you not feel towards getting fucked up and you are literally mashing that gear backwards and that's good you should be you should mash the fuck out of it maybe even break that machine because that's what you need to do right it's a big deal so you should be proud of it and you know the coffee mugs will be they'll be like 28 bucks a piece (laughs) i think on the bottom on the bottom of the mug we're gonna get bottoms up printed on the bottom so when you're taking a sip it just says bottoms Bottoms up up. yeah maybe former party people or something (laughs) but you know look for those soon they'll be out in our our web store (laughs) vista print um vista print yeah but it is a big deal and we should be proud of it and we should embrace it and i express it constantly like you know, if it comes up, I'll, you know, there, there are weird moments, you know, where I'm like with my daughter's friends, parents, and they're like, you want a glass of wine? I'm like, no, I'm good. No, thanks. And then they're like, oh, why don't you drink? And I flat out, sometimes I'm like, well, I just, I'm an alcoholic, so I don't drink, you know, sometimes if they pry me for it too much, if they don't, mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, I don't drink, but I'm proud of it. And I think like, it should be <clears throat> like, you should be proud of it and you should be able to yeah, it's America. You have your freedom to do whatever you want. Whatever you can you go want. to one of these parties and 
drink the weird ginger mocktail or whatever it is. Mm. And I mean, it looks like there's even a battle within this culture where they're like, well, we don't call them mocktails. We call them, I don't know what the fuck they call Zero them. proof or spirit free. Zero or... spirit free or whatever. And that's fine, but you're just, you're making good juice. You know what I mean? You're making juice with some soda water. Hell yeah. I love I that think... shit. But... <laughs> I think also there was one part in the article where um, there was the woman who said, like, I'm such and such and I don't want to, I don't like the label of alcoholic. Right, and lots of people and don't, and that's fine. That's cool. I, can I be honest with you, Jerry? I didn't like the yeah. label at first either. <laughs> I hated me. it so much I fucking <laughs> you know? tattooed it on myself so I wouldn't forget it, you know? Uh, did you? Yeah, I have it tattooed on my leg backwards uh. so I can see it in a mirror, you know, on my leg. I don't know why, on my thigh. I guess when I'm naked, I'm like, don't forget, you're, <laughs> you're drunk squatting forever. over the, uh, the yeah. body length but, mirror. But I, yeah. I didn't... I, I didn't mind it, but when I talk to people in straight society who don't, like, don't get, you know what I mean? Who aren't Mm -hmm. in my circles, I am a little, uh, I can be a little embarrassed of it sometimes. Or just not embarrassed, but just a little bit like, you know what, embarrassed is the wrong word. I don't want to bring the room down. You know, everybody's having a good time, and I don't want to be like, did I ever tell you about my crippling alcoholism? You know what I mean? Or let me tell you about the worst night I ever had. You know, like, so I try not to bring it up too much, but I'm proud of it. I don't know where I was going with it. Oh, the label. I don't mind the label. What's my dad say? They use long-term recovery now. You know, mm-hmm. it's changing. The ideas, the culture around it is evolving. And like, even in my career as a tattooer, that's absolutely re- evolving. And I kind of have to flow with it or I get stuck behind and I'm resentful. So maybe me as a, I mean, I, dude, we've been sober, what, four and five years respectively, mm-hmm. about almost, almost give or take a couple weeks, you know, and maybe I shouldn't jump the horse yet, but you know, like... You've got three years. I've got four years. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still newly sober as well. It's not like you and I are old fucking roosters in this game or anything. No. It's just, but you know, it's still changing. It's almost like we're those Gen X guys who are always on the fucking verge of the thing changing and we see it, but we're too old to get oh, with it. I'm always late to the party, Jerry. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we roll up like in hammer pants and fucking. <laughs> they're like, no, that's not cool. And that's they're already the in their. Yeah, they're like, actually, your hammer pants are wrong. They're all made out of jogging pants now. And I'm like, fuck. Mm -hmm. You don't like the silky ones? The silky ones aren't dope? Oh, we don't say dope. We say lit fam. Mm -hmm. We say or whatever they do. It's just just another word for the same old shit. Yeah. Um, It's still rock and roll to me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's your dad shit right there. (laughs) So, but I didn't like the I didn't like the label at first. And so I can relate to that. But. It was it was the label and this sort of weird thing where you go, I am powerless over alcohol. Mm-hmm. When I said that, it kind of gave me power to move forward and move on and move in a different direction, right? Yes. So yes. this is sort of weird paradox. Of it's fucking it absolutely freeing, dude. It will free your ass, dude, and well, it freed my ass. I can't say it's freeing to you or anyone else, but it freed me. Mm-hmm. I love that you bring up the powerless thing because that's my big one of my biggest pet peeves is when people, especially non-drinkers, try to argue that with me. Like, what, you're saying you have no power? Like, you're, you're, you are you're have willpower. Willpower is what's keeping you from drinking, right? So you have power. And I'm like, no, you don't get it, dude. Like, it's not like a magic of God comes down and taps me on the head and says, today you won't drink. Do you know what I mean? Like, but mm-hmm. I'm also not firing off a of willpower because it doesn't occur to me to drink. It seems like willpower you would have if it's occurring to you constantly to drink, you know? You don't have to fight against it. Willpower implies a struggle and a resistance. I only fucking think about it when it's around. Like when it's around me in my face. Do you know what I'm saying? But if I'm just sitting here 
watching TV or playing a video game, I'm not like, damn, I'm not drinking right now. Like, doesn't even. Mm-hmm. So that powerless thing, I loved it because it gave me the opportunity to be like, you know what? This is too much for me and I'm going to fucking drop this load. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to drop this weight right here mm-hmm. and dump this load right here too. But but like to me, that was freeing, dude. It absolutely – every day I know I'm powerless to everything around me. You know, there's only – only thing I have control over is me and like mm-hmm. what goes on up here, right? So if the alcohol is an outside thing, it's outside of me, I can't control that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I um I wasn't expecting to get that reaction from you from the article. Uh, right. But I'm yeah, glad I that I did because it made me think twice and and read it, you know, read further into it and kind of do do my own research about it. Uh-huh. Um and you know, I would say I would say to anybody listening to us that be do your own homework and and be skeptical be skeptical of what I'm saying. Be skeptical yeah. of what Jerry's saying here. Right. You know, because I'm grouchy. I'm very grouchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, you know, I want to apologize and not mean to come off as when you sent it to me, I was like, I got, I read it and was like, fuck this shit. And then like wrote you back this long thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to apologize for being grouchy because you literally were like, what do you think of this? And I was like, this is <laughs> it, bullshit. You know, and I just, afterwards, I'm like, poor John, dude. He's just trying to keep this podcast rolling. And I'm over here being a dick at work because I'm grouchy because I don't mm-hmm. want to be at work right now or whatever. But I mean, um, no, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't expect that much. I thought because I kind of had some like, huh, what? That doesn't really. I don't know about that, man. Like that was my first reaction. Was like, yeah, and I guess I just I've never gone for things that were cool or trendy or like right. It's like seems dubious. You're mm-hmm. like, there's something about this is kind of weird, stinky to me. You mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah, and you know, I I've I've read other things that were that's felt dubious at first too but you know i don't know maybe i'll be the spearhead in the well, kundalini disco yeah. next year right I don't know. right like you and i'll be first in line for passages at santa monica or some <laughs> shit like where they just fucking take your money to take you to an aa meeting you're like really yeah all right i don't know yeah. um so i that's that would be my big my big takeaway is that i need to continue to be skeptical of everything that i listen to including myself you know everything yes. that i hear Mm-hmm. everything that i read and um and have spend some time with it and ruminate on it cuz you know i sent you this article a few days ago and right. you know your first reaction is angry and of course i'm going to we're going to get on and we're going to hit record and you're right. going to say you're going to say well i i i really cuz you don't i don't think that either of us want to discourage anyone from being curious about anything right sobriety related i wouldn't want us for somebody to say oh well these two guys said that's it's all a bunch of bullshit and right i don't need that i've been listening to those two old randos over there <laughs> those two old fucking jerks you know like and they said yeah you know what they said they said so, i shouldn't be drinking those adaptogens <laughs> it's called an adaptogen it's what like something it out that? of the fucking simpsons that's like two simpsons it's like nootropics <laughs> Nootropics and adaptogens is what they put. We're the in the Shelbyville adaptogens. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's a licorice, gen, gen, gentian root, and caffeine, and nootropics and adaptogens. Basically, all the spices that they put in gin without the gin. Word, exactly, exactly. But and that to me, I don't know that I would want to try something that tasted like gin but wasn't gin. That would be that would make would me you... uncomfortable. 
Right. Um, like, why would you drink something that tasted like shit if you're not getting drunk? Do you know what I'm saying? And this is why I don't like O'Doul's and those <clears throat> NA beers because mm-hmm. beer tastes like shit, and I'm not getting drunk, and that's fucking useless. Do you and know I, what I'm saying? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to get used to the flavor in my mouth or the ha- sitting right. with a bottle or I don't know. I man, I this this foot medicine is delicious. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. yeah, you know, sipping on something out of a martini glass. It's never. Yeah. It's never like something I like to do when I go out to dinner or something. It's always just yeah, right. water. Usually it's mm-hmm. just water or club man, soda I'm, or. I already told you, man. I'm CZ, dude. Coke Zero all day. How baby. are you doing with that, by the way? Are you stacking them like a boss, dude? <laughs> Drinking way too fucking many of them. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, I did. See, once again, this is this this is my pint of ice cream thing right here. This is mine. Is the Coke the Zero? The CZ, dude. I can't. I <laughs> I went out and bought a half half rack, like a twelve pack of it. Like mm-hmm. four or five days ago, I still got it, but that's because I was going to this barbecue yesterday, and and I bought another twelve pack to take to the barbecue with me just in case. <laughs> you want to make sure you're stocked up, man. I don't want to be right. out. Exactly. Like, what, what if there's somebody else there around? who's like, you know, because you bring it there as kind of like a gift ish right. to share, right? This is your, yeah, right. but you also mm-hmm. don't want to share them all. No. No. I, I, I left I left a few of them there though so that's way better than back when I used to drink when I'd bring a bottle of whiskey over to your house for a party and then take the rest home with me mm-hmm. be like yeah happy housewarming anyway have a good night walking out with like the last quarter of the whiskey like <laughs> this is mine oh no I just brought my present is just sharing this with you that's my mm-hmm. present yeah I but think... no I'm not I don't know I like drinking them I probably shouldn't drink as many of them but you know yeah, you, you might figure it out you might not You'll... you might not yeah I so speaking of, you know, you were saying that's your ice cream thing, my obsession. One of the other reasons why I get personally a little trepidatious about near beer or um, gin that's not gin, that tastes like gin, yes. is because even before, like before we were going to talk tonight, I was on Instagram specifically looking at low-calorie, all-natural, like vegan ice cream substitutes and I just sit there and I watch these videos and I'm like, yeah, okay, pineapple, coconut cream, like how many calories is that? And then, but then I'm always thinking like, well, it says like one cup of pineapple, but I should probably make like five or six, you know, so that I have enough, you know, that sort of hoarding mentality that came with right. the alcoholism. It's your, it's with the, the fucking reward system in your brain, dude. It's wild, dude. It's, <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Well, just like I'm like, I'm going to this barbecue. I better bring a handful of Coke Zeros with me, you know? Yes, dude. It's wild when you start picking it apart. So how many – did you make that pineapple ice cream? Is no, it just but I got this other one with like puree? mint and avocado. Uh-huh. And, um, and these are recipes? Like, these are recipes, yeah. Link me. I want to check those out. <laughs> see, I would I would see. love to eat mint avocado ice cream. That sounds like it might be good actually. Well, they make one, they make one that you can buy commercially, but it's like twice the calories of the Halo Top. So, um but this stuff is I'll I'll find it for you. Yeah, I'll I'll But see, when I eat it. the Halo Top, I don't eat the whole pint though. I, I just eat like that. It tells me to eat half a cup. I eat half the cup. I and know. then I'm like, "Okay, I'm good." See, I can put it down. I'm uh, I can't I'm, put it down. I'm ice cream curious, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I it's mindful ice cream on my end, dude. So yeah, I mean that it's absolutely true. It's different for every single fucking person, right? Like, but see, so... my obs- dude, I will crack those Coke Zeros and it pops like a beer can. And I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. it's home. Yeah, That's it's that like little that sense visceral... of power, that little like, tss. yeah, 
Uh-huh, the visceral, like, daddy's home. Mm-hmm. Daddy's home. Mm-hmm. My road sodas are actual sodas, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so it's, it is, it's our reward systems. We're going to figure this out together, dude. Hand in hand, bro. I mean, we're pretty much here. We're like, we're like sober married at this sober point. Ma- is this, yeah. It's yeah. My sober husband. This is my, my sober husband over there. Oh, no, we don't do sex shit. We just no. talk about our fucking problems on the internet. <laughs> pretty much so that your wife doesn't have to hear about it. <laughs> she'll hear it anyway but yeah no she hears like the more calm serene version after i'm done because even after me getting upset about this article i thought about it and then got on this podcast and i'm like way more accepting of it i'm like it is what it is the kids are gonna do what they do i'm not gonna buy the shit i think it's lame but whatever like (laughs) yeah yeah but it's not my deal i mean it's not my deal so i'm not i don't want to stop anybody i just i'm like that's whack i'm not gonna do that (laughs) yeah yeah maybe the karaoke is always fun i'll do that and i'll dance so maybe glow in the dark disco but all that other kundalini ice staring you know, or the roulette wheel or whatever i'm not that that shit's whack you're not there for casino night no man whack yeah i can gamble at the tattoo shop i do it all the time yeah are you like uh like horse racing we play, or you we just... play CeeLo. oh okay CeeLo and this other one called 24 no CeeLo's dice dice okay yeah. clackety clackety clack yeah but i don't really like gambling either it doesn't set off the reward system in my brain like it does with some people mm. no i'm just like oh, i'm gonna lose this money or oh, i'm gonna <laughs> win this money maybe and that's it you know what if there were some coke zeros on the line fuck dude yeah <laughs> if you was i just pull out a bowie knife you know oh man um Is it- bowie knife or bowie knife i think it's bowie like dave not like david bowie, david but bowie. Like- it's not a David Bowie knife. I'd love to have a David Bowie knife. Was it a Bowie knife? Isn't the other guy's Bowie. name called? Isn't his name pronounced Bowie or is it? Uh, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, if you so, know the answer, please. Yeah, help us out with that because I have this little machine here that I could look at, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, and I still, uh, if anybody makes knives out there, I could go for a David Bowie knife. Yeah, with his the, like the eye. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be like a Chinese money. throwing star because he's a star man. Oh yeah, and he did. He did that song, "My Little China Girl," too. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if he could even do that song nowadays. It might be a little too much for some people. <clears throat> he doesn't have to. That's my hot take on 2019. Yeah. Yes, he's a sober dude, right? He was. Him and uh, Bowie. Him and Iggy Pop got sober together in like Berlin yeah, in did. the 80s yeah. or something. Apparently, shit. when he was doing all that Thin White Duke shit, he was just bananas and blow. Like he just he made that whole album just uh, living off of bananas and coke, and that's why Ween has that bananas and blow song is because it's I guess it's about based David Bowie. Off David Bowie, yeah, I guess kind of sort of the concept is because I know you're a big Ween fan. I am a big Ween fan. Yeah, I can't remember what it was Station to Station and um. Aaron Freeman from Ween is another sober dude. Boom. See, now we talk about all these sober musicians, dude. That idiot from Aerosmith. <clears throat> Steven Tyler. Yeah, he's. I don't like him. He's a fucking asshole. But yeah, he's sober. Um, but yeah, there's a whole, there's actually a whole, um, there's a music festival called Above the Noise that's all sober musicians. No way. And in California, right? No, it's a, it's on the, it was in like Rhode Island or something last year. Oh, man. And this is a cool thing because my, my girlfriend, who's a musician, um, she is somebody who, um, she's always like, she'll come home and tell me about like, man, these people were smoking so much weed. And I, like, the DJ was like, he, he was too drunk and his set was like shit and like, you know, these different things. And like, I just want people who are really into the music. 
And yeah. um, so, I mean, I hope this thing comes through California. I think it might be pretty cool to to do because that's something. Now, if I look at it that way, that's something that I would be really into as a music festival. I love music. And if I didn't right. have to deal with the drugs and alcohol that go along with a music festival, that would be pretty right. awesome. Right, like you went to go see Flying Lotus, and those motherfuckers smoked so much weed that you're <laughs> like, Man, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I sit up in the balcony now. If there's a balcony for any yeah. live show, I'll just go sit up in the balcony. Yes. Like, well, we were in an amphitheater, the... so it was pretty. It was like steep. Oh yeah, no, but... I know. I don't. Yeah. I don't have enough money to go to those amphitheater shows. So. <laughs> well, we got the free. The tickets were free. That's what we were doing. I know. There. But um... oh, they were. Man, mm-hmm. my joke didn't even work then. <laughs> I was gonna tell you you were like the one percent of concert goers. <laughs> But no, I, I, I do have I have some money. You should go see a show sometime. In my pocket. I got In a my couple pocket, bucks. I got a couple bucks yeah. for some Coke Zero. We were going to go see fucking Mike Doty, but then he flaked out of me. So who's next? I mean, I still love Morrissey, even though he's a right-wing weirdo. But yeah, I don't know. He already came. Th- oh, no, he's coming through in September. But I, w- I probably wouldn't spend money on that. I'm like, I don't know, Morrissey. I don't know what's up with you. I love your music, but you as a person, man, you're starting to make me feel know. uncomfortable. Maybe so, Cake is coming. We'll go see Cake and Ben. Yeah. Anyway, Cake is I coming, think, actually. I th- are they really? Yeah. yeah. They're playing at probably some brewery festival or something. I think it's Bend. Cake and Ben Folds, I think. Oh, that could be I'll have cool. to look it up. Anyway, this is not part of the podcast. <laughs> no, it is If you, people like Cake and Ben Folds, though, God bless you. Um. So, yeah, be skeptical. Yeah. Be, yes, be open, I think. is. I, 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 it's, it's a fine line, but I think that that would be – that's my takeaway from this and, and speaking with you on this article and is that I appreciate your your <clears throat> I appreciate your reaction to these things because it makes me think because I was like, oh, well, I don't know. It sounds kind of corny, but whatever. And you're like, man, fuck that. And then you're like, well, <laughs> I guess if you're cool with that. And so right. this whole this podcast is not necessarily even about my opinion or, or Jerry's opinion. I mean, we're. Like Jerry said, we're just figuring this out together. So right, um, right. We appreciate you listening, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, be good, people. <laughs> Listen to Steely Dan. <laughs>Thanks again for listening. Our music,as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>